Welcome one and all to the Head the Gong podcast. This is Bob. Uh, it's been a little bit since I've checked in. I've been uh, pretty busy with graduate school and moving along toward my comprehensive exams and internship and all that. So been trying definitely, though, to keep up with some of the creative work, which is uh, what this podcast is really about, my creative process, the creative work. And uh, one sort of milestone that I reached in the last couple of weeks here is I finished going through my song idea archives at least as far back as 1997. Um, well, actually, no, scratch that. I went back through them as far back as 2007, and then I got to uh, the point where we were back into my cassette tapes. You know, I have this little uh, suitcase full of cassette tapes that go from about 1997 to 2006 and those cassette tapes years ago I went through I digitized them all I you know I decided to f figure out you know what was worth uh, developing in them and I've been through those cassette tapes so many times that I just decided once I got back as far as 2007 so that's eight years worth of stuff from 2007 to to the present. Uh, I you know I figured I pushed back far enough. I didn't want to revisit those those cassette tapes because I think I've already mined them for you know for all the gold that I'm going to get out of them. So anyway, it was a I felt good about getting back to at least to the to that point um, when I stopped using cassette tapes and started you know going digital. And that happened when, uh, I guess 2007 was when I got my Boss Roland 864 digital 8-track, which is uh, what I'm using right now, just even to record this podcast. It's this ridiculously outdated uh, piece of equipment that um, I'm sure I'm one of the only people in the world that's still using it. But I'm one of those stubborn dudes where I, you know, I barely figured out how to use this thing and then I just don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to change, I don't want to you know, do everything on, um, whatever the latest computer software is. So, you know, I'll use GarageBand to do some editing and some final steps, but I still prefer the, these simplistic controls to record my song ideas, but the song ideas themselves, you know, I mean, I'll throw down on my iPod touch or, you know, just record them right on the computer using audacity or something. So I don't always, you know, record it a decent song idea, but there's plenty of stuff. I went through the, you know, I went through basically eight years worth of stuff these past few weeks and I tagged all the ones that, uh, were worth, uh, developing further. And there's a lot of stuff. So I'm excited to be into the next stage, which is really about, you know, just grabbing one idea at a time and, uh, moving it forward, at least forward enough that I feel like, uh, I can document it. Um, as a semi-finished song. I mean, I guess none of my songs are ever really finished. The The ones that I've released on, on my website are really just sort of snapshots in the moment. And uh, a lot of times they continue to evolve. But I just at least want to get them to the point where I can 
grab my acoustic guitar and play them you know remember the chords remember the lyrics so that's the next stage in that musical project and uh you know it's got to start actually with me just playing again so this past week i've just been in my bathroom where the acoustics are awesome and just playing and singing whenever i have a, sp a spare moment so like i mentioned it's hard to find the time with uh the grad school situation but so that's where i'm at there still chipping away at some of the other projects as well but that was my main success um this week um i decided decided that i wanted to just uh briefly talk about one of my favorite musical topics which is um my probably my main musical mentor for the last five years i guess and that's Glenn Hansard. He's an Irish musician, um, played in the band The Frames for the last 20 years or so. And then he was part of a duo called The Swell Season with Marquetta Erglova and was in a movie called Once. And um, that's really where he, I think he got really famous. And they won, you know, an Oscar for best song for that movie. And then he went uh, on a sort of a solo career after the swell season broke up after a couple albums. And um, so I had sort of missed the movie once and the whole swell season thing because I was in Mexico at the time. And after I got back, it was about 2010, I randomly came across the swell season when um, there was a, I forgot the name of the website, but they were doing a, a series of covers and the swell season did a cover of neutral milk hotels two-headed boy and i thought man this is awesome and i i particularly liked you know this this singer guy glenn hanser and the way he attacked that song and then of course i googled him and found out who he was and this started uh you know a five-year long period from about 2010 till now where i almost uh, bordered on you know, being obsessed with this guy. I uh, just watched, you know, every single thing of his that was available on YouTube, listened to all the Frames albums, all the Swell Season, all of his solo stuff. And there's something about the guy, uh, why, you know, why is this this person captivating me so much? It's well, first of all, we're about the same age. I guess he's he's probably I think we we're both born in 1970. So he's just a few months older than me obviously completely different histories this guy uh his story is he he dropped out of school at the age of 13 he was going to school in ireland and you know was a typical teenager he hated school and uh i guess he told his headmaster at the school that he was really interested in pursuing music and i guess in this particular time and place and this uh, you know amazing headmaster guy just told him go ahead Drop out of school, grab your guitar, go out, go out onto Grafton Street in uh, Dublin, I think, and uh, see what you got. Come back in a year, and if you're uh, if you still want to be a musician, then great. Um, just dive right into it and let this let this be your education for the next year. Just playing uh, playing on the street, and learning the craft. If it doesn't work out, come back to school in a year. So incredibly, uh, yeah, Glenn Hansard's parents went along with this and that's exactly what he did he was a busker playing in the streets of ireland and he just learned the craft 
Uh, he learned the songs from his mentors, which were, you know, Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen and, um, what's the other guy, Van Morrison, and eventually started writing his own songs and then hooked up with these guys, The Frames, and, you know, they were really pretty successful in uh, Ireland, and then, you know, then there's the rest of the story. So, you know, his story is inspiring to me, but, you know, he's a guy that uh, has the gift of the gab, you know, he does a lot of talking between songs, and he's interviewed a lot. He's currently sort of on the interview circuit promoting his new solo album, which is called Didn't He Ramble. So this past week, I sort of re-immersed myself in, uh, in, in Hansard and listened to a bunch of his interviews and, uh, you know, he's going around playing live versions of the new songs and just realizing, um, how inspiring this guy's been and just how, um, I don't know, just something about his spirit is one of these guys that's like, uh, you know, I deeply resonate with um, on some, some you know, a kindred spirit level. And uh, so there's a, a few other things. I mean, so he's ba basically sort of an acoustic uh, singer, songwriter guy now, which aligns with where I'm at in my musical journey. Obviously, I didn't, you know, I haven't been playing since I've been 13 and I don't have one millionth of the talent that this guy has, but his musical philosophy, uh, his just, his genuineness, the way that he approaches music, um, there's just something about him that uh, I can't get enough of. And also sort of the aesthetic. One of the things that's influenced me the most about this guy is I've noticed you know, he'll put out a record, even his new record, you know, I definitely think it's good and, um, is, is worth buying, but his records never, for me, capture his essence. Like I'll listen to his records, whether they're, you know, be with the frames or swell season or his solo stuff. And I'm like, you know, it's good, but it doesn't excite me the way, uh, the live clips on YouTube did, even though some of those clips are not the best song quality. And I've even taken the audio from these YouTube clips and put them into, you know, my iPod and it's part of my rotation. And even with the not as good audio quality, um, of these songs recorded on whatever equipment they were recorded on, there's still something that's just superior about his live performances always. And I'm fascinated by that. So, you know, he's promoting this record and he's promoted others and he'll often, you know, he'll just be in a studio or he'll be outside sitting under a tree or something with his acoustic guitar playing and singing. And that version of the song is, in my mind, like 10 times better than the version on the record. And he does this consistently. And, uh, and I can't exactly figure out you know, what it is or why, but it inspires me, again, even though I'm not at all saying I have anywhere near this guy's talent, but I want to get to that essence. That's why I've been, I'm in my studio, I'm constantly just trying to figure out a way using my crappy equipment to just capture the live acoustic spontaneous moments in a way that sounds good enough that it's not garbage, but just, you know, that just captures the the genuineness of that moment of expressing the song. And I think that's what 
Hansard is really all about. And uh, let me just give you a quick example. So um, Didn't He Ramble is his new album. And he has a song called Didn't He Ramble that's not actually not on the album. Apparently he wasn't, it wasn't quite ready. Uh, he wasn't really finished writing it. But then shortly after releasing the record, he he did finish writing it. And so during his promotional tour, he's playing this song called Didn't He Ramble, even though it's not on the record. And I'll just play you a little bit. This is the middle of the song. He's he's just standing outside. I think this is in Italy, yeah, Italy or something. And there's noise in the background, and he's just singing, you know, obviously there must be a pretty decent microphone picking it up, but he's just, he's not singing into a microphone or in a studio. He's just outside in the open air. And this church bells are ringing. And he, as he's playing the song, he's too, he's listening to this church bell ring. And then I'll pick it up here where he, he actually, you know, incorporates that into his performance. And this to me is really like quintessential Hansard. He's so awake and attentive uh, when he plays that he's just, he, he is able to pick up on the energy within himself and around him and express that. So here's a little, little clip from Didn't He Ramble. Church is singing along. Didn't he ramble and didn't he stray? And didn't he wander so far away? So that's um, just a little, a little taste there of what I'm, I'm trying to uh, trying to describe. There's a couple other clips um, when he was promoting his last acoustic record, where again he's just sitting outside. Um, I think he's lean, just leaning up against a tombstone by some church or something, and. Uh, you know, someone's got obviously a microphone somewhere out of sight that's picking it up. And he's just, um, you know, without a, a pick or any or anything, he, the, his a guitar plugged in. He's just uh, playing the songs from his record. And, and yet, you know, you listen to the studio version and you realize all the effort that must have put, been put into it. And yet this, this just him leaning up against a tombstone, um, doing it off the cuff to me is still a superior listening experience to the point where I would, you know, listen to this version, you know, on my stereo over the record version. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm just fascinated by his ability to do this. And here's just, a, I believe this song is called Song of Good Hope. And this is, again, just Glenn Hansard sitting outside in the open air uh, doing his thing. Well, if we're gonna make it 
across this river alive You better think like a bull And go with the tide And I know where you've been Has really left you in doubt ever find in a harbor a figure in the south and you're gonna need all the help you can get so lift up your arms now and reach for it Take your time, babe It's not as bad as it seems You'll be fine, babe So I know this, uh, I mean, this isn't uh, probably translating at all because um, I think it helps to sort of be in that mode and be actually watching him do what he's doing. I always hate, you know, when people try to uh, foist music on me that has inspired them when I'm, if I'm not in the frame of mind, you know, it could be like, you know, the Beatles or something. And I'd never heard the Beatles before. And I still would be like, you know, whatever, this is, this is all right. Or this is crap really depends on, you know, my own mindset. But, um, anyway, I, if you're at all interested, I've got the, uh, these videos and these links on my website, the, uh, blog post that links to this podcast and uh yeah i mean i just think glenn hansard is is he's got something for everybody and he's well worth checking out but uh for me it's just it's more than just simply liking his songs and of course i've you know learned a bunch of his songs and uh i'll post some links to to that stuff as well um a couple covers that i've done in recent years but uh yeah this it's it's just um like i said a kindred spirit thing a philosophical thing and as i'm moving forward into this this next musical project of mine uh i'm sort of torn part of me is just like the you know the hell with recording at all i just want to be able to stand in my bathroom and sing my songs not just my songs just any song that comes to me that's another thing I like about Hansard is he he sings cover songs and other people's songs all the time and he brings a spirit to them where I mean it just doesn't make any difference if it's his song or someone else's song it's it's the singing of it and the presence and, and attentiveness and uh that he brings to it that's just that amazes me and this is you know I'm stumbling all over myself trying to d describe this um, this process, but this is really all I'm interested in and have been in the last, in the last five years, but definitely now moving forward. So when I'm in my, in that bathroom singing, uh, I'm just trying to, to touch into this. And I, I feel like I have at times, you know, and I know when I'm there, when I'm just really tuned in and everything is just flowing and I'm, I'm 
listening to myself and, and, uh, you know, loving listening to myself as much as I love listening to Glenn Hansard or anyone else. And I'm in that moment. And, uh, so when I said I was torn, so part of me just wants to focus all my energy on that and, you know, why record anything, you know, I just don't, I don't care to, to, uh, have to share that with anybody else, or this is just between, you know, whatever, this is my own spiritual thing. And then part of me really does want to go through and finish these song ideas. There's something, you know, about having thrown out all these little ideas over the last 18 years and not taking so many of them through to their final form that's that's bothering me. And again, I, I can take them to their final form just simply by doing it for myself and, you know, getting to the point where I can sing these songs and I don't need to record it, but, um, you know, I'm not sure uh, because my recording skills are so bad. Part of me that just wants to avoid the struggle of it. But, um, if I do another recording project at all, I think it's going to be me carrying these song ideas. Some of them, you know, are just from last week. Some of them are from, you know, eight years ago, but carrying them forward, give, giving them sort of their, their due. And we'll see how that goes. I mean, and I, you know, I always sort of make noise about the fact that, you know, I don't care about performing for anyone else or, uh, having anyone hear my music or da, 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 which of course is in some ways bullshit, or I wouldn't be doing this podcast or have any of my songs online or have ever shared any of this. So, I'm trying to be honest with myself and realize that while I, I shy away from performing, it would be great. I mean, if I ever get to a point where I'm able to, the way Hanser does, just be able to tune right into that place where I can, you know, play music and be totally connected and present and do it while somebody else is in the room so that they can sort of share in that. This is something that's eluded me my whole life. There's been just a handful of times I've been able to accomplish this, either with bandmates or, you know, with somebody listening to me play the acoustic. It's even even more rare that it will happen in that instance. But, you know, of course, I, I would love for that to be the case, not to go out there and try to, you know, be a rock star at the age of 45. But just because it's... Uh, it's just a neat experience. And I know I love listening to someone else be in that zone and sharing in that moment. So it would be cool if I was capable of doing this, not just in my bathroom, but, uh, you know, anywhere, maybe not on demand or at a gig or something, but at least in an intimate setting. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at now with my music. Just, um, uh, I want to, I want to get into this Glenn Hansard zone and see what I can do. So Anyway, that's it for this week. I'm going to close with uh, just a little kind of a cool philosophical bit that I found uh, in a Hansard interview. He's being interviewed here, I guess, about busking. And again, he's just outside talking, but there's something, uh, this is the last you know minute or two of his interview that really just lines up perfectly with my musical philosophy. But uh, anyway, I'll check in with you all in a, in a couple weeks. Any feedback again? 
bob at headthegong.com, or you can uh, hit me up on Twitter at Isaac Dust. And again, here's a, here's a little bit of Glenn Hansard, and we'll uh, talk to you in a week or two. What is the job of the artist, you know? The job of the artist is to invent the world in a way. It's to, it's to, it's to create a world, a kind of a, a, a narrative for, for the greater, bigger picture. And, and if you're doing your job well, then it, it, it has something to do with the overall evolving of the human spirit. And if you're doing your job well, then that kind of, you can feel the cogs of that slowly getting into gear. Otherwise, it's just a selfish act. Otherwise, it's self-promotion. Otherwise, it's kind of just porn. You're just selling... You, so you had this little bit of fame at one point which kind of was bestowed on you which you kind of earned but it was bestowed and after that it just becomes about paying your bills and about being a dick and, and just kind of sucking on the energy you've been given rather than adding to it and I would hope you know touch wood that, that I would hope that I remain mindful of the gift rather than the you know rather than the, 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 the what's the word entitlement of what it is to be a singer because you know Homer was the great bard you know Homer told the stories of Troy and of the the in the Iliad and that's the you know when you think about the the bardic tradition it's uh it's all about bringing us forward it has to be otherwise it's just otherwise it becomes what you see a lot of which is personal gain and personal you know it has to be about the people if it isn't about the people, it isn't. And that's not to say that music is political, but it is always subtly political. It's always subtly, uh, you know, pushing towards a, a greater good. Otherwise, it's just entertainment. And unfortunately, we're living in a time where, where entertainment has become more and more, just more and more, like, like grossly, uh, what's the word, overstated. And if it becomes about me... I mean, if it becomes just about me and my wants, then, then I, I failed. But I mean, that sounds like a very heavy thing to say. That sounds like a real sort of, I failed my... But it's true. It's true. It's, you know, I think that's the thing where, you know, people often talk about at a certain age, people lose their shit and they, they stop being creative or whatever. And, and that's probably true of all of us biologically. But I think what a lot of it is, is that people just forget that they're here to do something that's bigger than just sing songs. You know, you're here to... You're here to you're here to be a friend, to be a brother, to be a son, to be to be, you know, a person who's about light. And if you're not about light then, you know, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs>